0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. So we're in Luke chapter 11 tonight, and... uh, I think you're you're going to be seeing in our church um, maybe a little bit of a fresh emphasis on prayer. Um, Pastor Nick has been talking about that and we're we're going to be moving that direction. But I I grew up um, very privileged to be in a home that, uh, that was full of prayer. You know, my father and mother came to ireland as as missionaries many of you all know this and reached out in the northwest of the country in a very troubled part of the country and was and and it was it was very hard you know the people were very close to the gospel and a lot of the times they they would reach out without much fruit at all. And they were a long time serving before even one person got saved, seven years before one person got saved. But it was a journey, and it was uh, very much a journey of prayer. And so I grew up, I grew up in, in, in that environment. I grew up almost with the smell of prayer around to me prayer and the smell of paraffin are associated because my dad would use paraffin heaters in the house you know around the prayer times and the few of them that there were would gather in the, the paraffin heater would be on it would be roasting hot in the room and there'd be that smell and and there would be the presence of God in a very a very rich and tangible presence of God that I as a child could recognize and and I could I could Sense God in the room, and uh, and 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 so eventually there was a church planted, and I grew into a teenager. Eventually, at the age of seventeen, I got saved, and and straight away, um, straight away, we we were. I was sucked into this journey of prayer and seeking God, and and and, and just walking with God, going into that, that place of prayer and 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 knowing the presence of God in that place and it was a place of worship and a place of, of crying out to the Lord and, and asking the Lord for our, our region and our generation. And uh, we we dad was a he was a, he was a hard driver. You know, so we, we'd do on a Saturday morning, he would drag us down, you know, from the bedrooms and they would be gathering us all up and we'd, we'd have a half day of prayer and another half of the day was out doing evangelism and, and, and that was our Saturdays. And it was great, it was, it, was, it was forming times and I remember when I first got saved, I remember um, we would, just, just as young people, we would We would just gather and pray and and amazing things were happening. People were getting saved and baptized with the holy spirit and and and, and the, the spirit was moving amongst us. I remember people at that time people telling me that in my sleep I was speaking in tongues you know that even all these sorts of things were going on and I remember it was imbalanced, but I remember people bringing in a guitar we we were just Praying and, and seeking God, and people. There, there was a guy in particular, and he would bring in a guitar and, and start to worship. And I was really irritated with him because I didn't want to worship; just wanted to pray, just pray. And you know, and, and God, I had to grow in that. You know, there's 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 a place for everything, and, and, and worship is is really important. But um, prayer was a was a big part of of my growing and and young years, and. I learned I learned to sense the voice of God. And and I learned, you know, even in those times of prayer, you almost sense what what the Spirit is doing and it's it's time to be still and just just wait. It's time to be quiet and just Enjoy the presence of God, and other times it's times it's, it's, it's times to battle, and it's it's time there, there's times to where, where you press in and and you're asking and asking and asking for something, or or you're asking for a situation, and and uh, remember just just journeying and all of that, and uh, I, I say that just as, as I suppose a bit of an introduction because this is. This is where Jesus, in Luke chapter 11, this is, this is where he, he teaches on prayer. So we'll we, we start, we'll read from verse 1 there. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you, O God, that, Lord, you you just didn't bring us into, Lord, a set of do's and don'ts, Lord, and just some sort of a system of, of regulations, oh God, but you brought us, Lord, into favor with yourself, oh God. Lord, and into relationship with yourself, oh God. And Lord, we can come to you, Lord, with with everything, oh God. Lord, we can, Lord, not just come to you with everything, Lord, we can, Lord, be with you, Lord, in everything, Lord. This, this conversation, oh God, this, this relationship, Lord, Lord, it moves through all of the, the, the circumstances, Lord, and situations, Lord, we find ourselves in, oh God, and I thank you, oh God, Lord, you're with us, Jesus, you're with us, oh God, and you've invited us, Lord, to this amazing, Lord, conversation, Lord, an ongoing conversation, God, with you, Jesus, and I thank you, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, Lord, help us to learn something more of it tonight, Lord. Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the disciples, um, they, they see Jesus praying. And you see that in verse 1 there. And they say, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And, and the disciples had observed something about uh, about John, John the Baptist, and about Jesus, that that they had noticed, and they were curious about this. They wanted in on this, and they they had noted that that John the Baptist and Jesus would 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 steal away off. They would go off and they would pray. They would go off and pray. And and so they were curious about this and they come and they 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 ask this question. They ask this of Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And brothers and sisters, we cannot separate prayer from a genuine journey with God. We can't. I've seen it in my own life, like I I was talking about. When 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 people want to journey with God, when 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 they're called to walk with God as we are, and when we if if we want to press in to the things of God, prayer Prayer is that road for us. Prayer is, is an essential part of that whole journey. There is, no, uh, there is no, there's no other way. There's no other way. And prayer is at the center of, of this prophet, John the Baptist, at the center of his life, and at the center of, of Jesus himself, at the center of his life. Many, we're, we're going we're to face many things. There are many trials, many tribulations, personal, global. We've, we've just come through a pandemic. We, we currently have a war in Ukraine going on, perpetrated by Russia. We have a, another war going on in Israel, started by Hamas. And our, our society, we, we, we live in a generation that just seems to be in a, in a pursuit of everything that's opposite to God. Everything that's, that's opposite to what's righteous and what's holy and, 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 what's, and what's precious and what's sacred. And our society just, just seems to be moving a, away from God as quickly as possible. And John the Baptist and Jesus, they, they also they lived in turbulent times and, and they came under persecutions and they had their sufferings. They had rejection. But they were able to stay the course, brothers and sisters. John the Baptist stayed the course. Jesus, no matter the temptations of the enemy, no matter what was thrown against him, he stayed the course. All through that time of of religious hypocrisy and persecution and, and invaders, the Romans, invading the land and all that was going on. And prayer was fundamental it, it seemed to be and i think the, the disciples observed that when 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 jesus would would go off and pray he would come back refreshed it seemed to be his place to go and and just get get built up again he would spend time with the father he, he just he just seemed to escape to this this quiet place and and receive The help that he or or sustenance that he needed. And I think the disciples were 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 wanting in on this. And so Jesus starts to speak to them and starts to talk to them. Teach us to pray, Jesus. Teach us to pray. And Jesus starts them then, and 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 we've we've read through it, and he gives them essentially five prayer topics that that could guide the conversation of prayer. And I think we do well to just just examine those for a few moments. The first one that that he takes the disciples to the first conversation point with the father that that Jesus points to is that of, of worship that of honoring God honoring his name glorifying him and brothers and sisters th- this this is really important worship worship sets our direction brothers and sisters worship worship sets it puts everything in order because when you put first things first, everything else will find its place after that. It is so important, brothers and sisters, that we in our lives put God on the, on the throne. He must be on the throne. Otherwise, you know, the prayers, just the prayer life is going to be all mixed up. We're going to be, we're going to be pursuing our own agendas. If we're not, if we're not, Elevating God, if we're not glorifying Him above all else, including ourselves, including our own desires, including those of the people around us, if we're not elevating God and lifting him up above all else, then 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 the order will not be right. And so, so Jesus first takes the disciples to worship. There has to be that, that declaration in our lives, brothers and sisters, that God, you're above it all. God, you're greater. You're greater, greater than everything else in my life, everything in this world, everything, everything that, that I would desire, God. You are above it all. And I declare that to be true. And I honor you, Jesus, above all else. Brothers and sisters, we must go there. And, and so Jesus takes the disciples there. This is, this is the first part of the conversation. And it's important because the rest of the conversation won't line up right if God is not on the throne. I'm talking about the throne of our hearts. He is always on the throne. As Pastor Nick said, he is, he is, he is always uh, surrounded in glory. And worship is our best attempt, first of all, to see God as he really is. And we have limited vision and limited revelation of Almighty God, but but we must attempt to see Him as He has revealed Himself greater above it all. And from there, brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but when I look at Him and when I see that glory, when I see something of His awesomeness, as I deliberately try to magnify him. It fills my heart with joy. I don't know about you, but, but when I see something of the greatness of God and, and his magnificence, my, my, I overflow. God, how great you are. And here I am speaking to you. You have, you have stooped down to relate to me out of such greatness. Such awesomeness and I, am, I feel so privileged that the Almighty would, would relate to me in any way and worship worship sets the compass straight it sets the direction. Worship, brothers and sisters is when we see him the clearest it's when it's when we have the, the greatest Revelation of him. It's when we see him uh, in the most accurate way possible is when we worship him. It corrects our perspective. And from there, brothers and sisters, when we see him as seated above it all, then when it comes to all the rest of the things of life, the struggles of life, the things, the things that we need, even our own weaknesses, when you see how great he is, then, then we can ask full of faith because my God is able. My God is able. He is able no matter what I ask or, or what I need or what the issue is. My God is able, hallelujah, because he is above it all. Above it all. Amen, Deepak. <laughs> I'm still rejoicing. Deepak got the job. He got the job. Hallelujah! You know, God is above it all. Adolfo's family is here. You know, these are all answers to prayer. Our God is able to to sort out immigration, to sort out uh, to sort out jobs, to to supply the needs, brothers and sisters. My God is great enough. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And the second, the second topic that Jesus says that, that, that we should pray about and, and, and talk to the Father about is his kingdom, your kingdom come. Brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God is coming. You know, I, I know there's, in, in this prayer, there's sort of like an ask, God, let your kingdom come or may your kingdom come. His kingdom is coming. His kingdom is coming, and and there is nothing that is going to stop it. And and, and what Jesus is is doing is he's bringing us from from this place of of worship and and recognizing him to to then understanding that, that there is a kingdom that he is over, and that kingdom is coming, and that kingdom is already moving in this world. And brothers and sisters, when we when we start to examine these things, again the order in our lives becomes. You, you know, when, when you look at a kingdom, you're looking at authority structures. You're looking at at, at journeys. You're looking at movements, you're looking at happenings, great things that, that are that are going to happen and there's going to be uh, wars and there's going to be overcomings and there's, there's, there's going to be new uh, new authority set up when he establishes this new kingdom. And, you know, it, it, it again, it sets our direction, brothers and sisters, because we're going to come in, in moments to asking of God certain things but we must understand the things that God wants, and so so He is moving a kingdom forward. He's moving in our lives. He's he's doing something through the, the through the, the the moving of the Holy Spirit in this world, in this generation, and the kingdom of God is moving forward, brothers and sisters. It's moving forward. It's moving forward in our lives as we yield to his authority, as we we allow the Holy Spirit to reign in our lives and the kingdom of heaven is moving forward and one day it's going to be very visible and he will sit on the throne and every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. It's coming. It's coming. And when we pray your kingdom come, Lord, Lord, I'm part of that. I'm part of that. And I want, I want my future. I want my vision. I want my direction in life. I want it to be set by the kingdom. I want, I want my values to be the values of the kingdom of heaven. And so there, there is, in, in this, this kingdom conversation, there is an alignment of, of purpose, there's an alignment of direction, and there's an alignment of values. God, what is it that you're doing? God, what is it that you want from me? God, what is it that you want me to be in this? And so, so kingdom, Jesus brings us first to worship where we're, we recognize we recognize God. He brings us to kingdom where God's authority is outworked in us and through us. One day there'll be no more corruption, no more greed, no more murder, no more deceit and no more tears and that kingdom will be in place fully invisible, hallelujah. The long-range goals are set by the kingdom values, by the kingdom direction. The third topic that Jesus brings in to prayer, and now it, 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 sometimes we want to go here straight away, and Jesus wants to bring us on a journey in prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And of course, daily bread means more than just physical bread. For those of us that are gluten free or can't eat bread, that's a relief. <laughs> it means much more than that, of course. It means it means our provision. It means our daily needs. Give us this day, our daily bread. And Jesus brings in this topic after worship and after the the big picture of the kingdom of heaven. You see, after worship and after the kingdom, topic, all of a sudden, the things that I ask for change, because it's no longer about the things that I would like, I would like a a new Mercedes, I I, I would like a bigger house, I would like a swimming pool onto the house, there is a swimming pool in the back garden at the moment, actually. I, I I I would I would like this and I would like that because because I would like it. And all of a sudden after the the discussion, after the the, 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 the prayer the, the the worship and after the, the the kingdom topic what what now do I really need? That all changes, brothers and sisters. And can you understand the, the journey that Jesus is bringing the disciples on? If, if we're lining up for the kingdom of heaven, which is the greatest of causes, the greatest of kingdoms, and the greatest of privileges for us to be a part of, then all of a sudden, my needs now are different. Maybe the old car will do a while longer. Do I really need a different boss? Do I really need more money? Do I really need my husband to change that much? <laughs> what do we really need, brothers and sisters? We, 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 need, we need patience. Don't we? You know, with each other, I need that as a daily provision. God, give me patience with Jess, no, I'm only joking <laughs> no, God just give me patience I need it so, so, so first of all I can wait on you God and, and wait on your timing with things so I can, I can, I can wait to the right time to, to talk to somebody about something I can be patient with, with my kids patient with myself God, give me wisdom that I don't do silly things that, that would even stumble others. God, give me wisdom. Give me self-control. And, and our, our, all of a sudden, the prayer about what we need after looking at the kingdom of heaven becomes different. God make me a blessing. God, God, provide something for me and in me that will be a blessing to others. Lord, 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 let my life count in this generation. Let let the moments of my life co- amount to something that would do, that would be a benefit in this generation for Your kingdom, God, for Your kingdom that your kingdom would be established in cork city in this generation where there are thousands of people dying every day Lord what what do i need i need a supernatural ability lord lord to be able to to reach people with the gospel what do we need brothers and sisters and give us this day our daily bread, all of a sudden daily bread takes on a whole new meaning when we see the kingdom and when we see what he's doing and when, when we look at what Jesus did and what he's, what he's set up and what he's established in the gospel and, and through the cross, all of a sudden, what do I need? The answer becomes very different. The fourth topic that that Jesus brings us to is forgive us our sins. And this, of course, is a little uncomfortable. And Jesus doesn't let us off the hook at all because he, he tags on something else straight away to it just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And I preferred the first part. The second part is, is harder. <laughs> Anybody agree with me tonight? You know, it's, it's uh, I can understand how I need forgiveness, you know, but forgiving others, that's, that's not easy. It's not easy. But, but there is no way around this. And Jesus, straight away, he connects our forgiveness of others to the forgiveness of our own sins. See, unforgiveness in itself is a sin, and if we're holding on to it, well, we're holding on to sin. We're not. We're not entitled to hold on to unforgiveness. And this is not easy. And very often we we can feel justified in our anger towards others and our disappointment in others and we can through unforgiveness seek to dismiss that person and we'd be more comfortable if they were removed from our world or our paradigm and Jesus doesn't allow us to do that brothers and sisters and it's it's a very difficult topic and it's it's very sensitive and, and and people have had awful things done to them many of us here have had awful things awful things done to us and it's very hard to forgive especially if those things have scarred us in some way or defined or changed our, our future, or affected, affected us in our, some, some things can affect us in our personality and put fear within us and cause deep, deep struggles. And Jesus, Jesus goes after this, this unforgiveness and it, Brothers and sisters, it, it's, it is one of the weaknesses in our Irish culture is that we tend not to confront things that maybe need to be confronted and, and get sorted out, and sometimes they can just get buried and weighed down, and then they, it turns to bitterness. And Jesus doesn't want us bitter. Jesus doesn't want us trapped by somebody else's sin if they did sin against us. Jesus can't allow us to remain a prisoner. So, so he, he points us towards this unforgiveness issue. And brothers and sisters, no matter what has been done to any of us, I'm telling you, Jesus does not want you or I, to want forgiveness in our hearts. And he goes after it, and he's going after it tonight to release us. That forgiveness can't stay. And Jesus doesn't let us off the hook. You and I, no matter what has been done or perpetrated against us, it's nothing compared to what was perpetrated against Jesus on the cross. And if he can forgive those who put him on the cross, say, Father, forgive them, he did nothing wrong. He only was a blessing to people. Then, brothers and sisters, he is calling us into that same, it's a kingdom value, it's a kingdom direction, it's a kingdom approach to life is that we would forgive. We would forgive. Can I just give a little advice on, on forgiveness? Sometimes when we, we step into it we say, okay I know the direction is forgiveness. Sometimes when we step into it it doesn't We don't just feel it straight away. It is, first of all, a spiritual decision, brothers and sisters. It's a spiritual decision set in the direction of the will. I am going to forgive that person. I don't feel like it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it because Jesus wants me to do it. And sometimes we set that direction, and it's just a struggle. Well, let me tell you something. Don't expect the feelings to change straight away. Set your direction, persist with it. And the feelings may or may not follow. You know, the feelings of forgive forgiveness and, and appreciation. You set your direction, and whether the feelings are there or not, and you persist with it, and you ask God to help you, and He will. And He will. And eventually you'll get there, and the strength of this will dissipate and you. You set your direction towards praying for the best for that person, praying for the, the, the blessing of God upon that person. And so Jesus goes after on forgiveness, and then He wants us to confess our own sins to him and confess those things that we've done wrong, and, and He forgives our sins and and this is all part of the conversation you see this this has to happen because we need a way to to be able to remove the guilt and the 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 filth that we feel when we've done wrong and this is the way brothers and sisters it all happens in this conversation with Jesus conversation of prayer where the guilt that we feel and and unforgiving all of it starts to get shifted away and we are released from it and the the fifth topic that Jesus talks about is don't lead us into temptation The word can also mean adversity. And this is a real issue for us in life. Jesus himself was tempted. And we as Christians need to be aware that that we're in a battle. And one of the biggest tools of the enemy is temptation. Is is temptation or adversity? The, The enemy will use it. And he will bring us into a place of, of defeat, if he can, and condemnation, and say all sorts of things about who, who we are and where we belong, you know, because of temptation. Amen. And so Jesus wants us to, in, in our lives, he wants us to discuss this with him. God, here, here's my areas of temptation. This is my weakness. God, would you help me? Help me to overcome Help me to overcome. God, lead me through this. Help me to get past this area that trips me up time and time again. God, would you help me? And he wants all this in this conversation of prayer. Then, after this, Jesus tells him a little story. He said, and Jesus says, you went to a friend's house at midnight looking for three loaves of bread. You would say a friend has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing to offer him to eat. And this, this, this man that he goes to, he would call out from his bedroom, leave me alone, the door's locked, I'm in bed. Leave me alone, not this time, buddy. Not available. You're getting no bread from me. (laughs) And Jesus said, because of your audacity, because of your persistence, this man will get up and give you what you need. Now, this is just a man. Brothers and sisters, our Father in heaven is not locked up in his house, with his kids. The door's not locked, brothers and sisters. We have an open door. We have an open door. And we have an invitation to come and ask. And and we would even be rebuked for not asking. And brothers and sisters, God is not grumpy up there. Would you just leave me alone? No, Jesus is saying, I want you to pray. I want you to come. I want you to ask. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that, that that God God invites us in our time of need, brothers and sisters. No matter what the need is, he invites us to come and to ask. And he goes on from this, Jesus, and he says this in verse 9, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it will be given. Imagine God this is God this is God speaking, brothers and sisters. Ask. It comes down to so simple, doesn't it? We we struggle with prayer and, and Jesus said, just come and talk to me. I think often we as Christians we struggle with things too long we need to come quicker to this place of prayer and ask seek and knock ask seek and let's read the verse because it's it's so good verse 9 so i say to you ask and it will be given to you see when we're lining up with with kingdom with God's mindset, it will be given. Seek and you will find. You seek in the kingdom, you'll find it. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The generosity of God far outweighs our generosity as humans. The best of fathers, the generosity of God outstrips it by a long shot. And what Jesus is saying here is that in this whole discussion on prayer, he's saying, ask, I'll give you the Holy Spirit, because you need the Holy Spirit to help you worship. You need the Holy Spirit to understand who I am. The Holy Spirit will help you to worship me, to see me as I am. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you who I am. The Holy Spirit will then uh, help you see what the kingdom is all about. The Holy Spirit is implementing and bringing in the kingdom of heaven the holy spirit has got all of the kingdom values brothers and sisters to to outwork in and through our lives the holy spirit is our provision for our daily needs he is our ever-present help in time of need Hallelujah. And you can see how the Lord's prayer has just been answered. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts us of sin. It's the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to forgive. It's the Holy Spirit who will give us strength to resist temptation and the answer to our lives. It's the Holy Spirit. And as we would just pray, brothers and sisters, as we would worship, seek the kingdom, ask for our needs ask for forgiveness, forgive others. As we are ask him for strength, for temptation, he will abundantly give us the Holy Spirit and all that we need. He is wanting to answer our prayer more than we want the answers. Hallelujah, hallelujah.